1: Good evening and thanks for joining us for another episode of NBC's Aquarius, episode 10, It's Alright Ma, I'm Only Bleeding, some weird title, I don't know what that's about. It's alright Ma. And another episode that gave us just a lot to ponder here. We had Sam on an acid trip, we had Brian goes deeper into the underworld, Emma and Charlie are reunited, and a background cop comes to the forefront of the episode because of the 60s bigotry. Right. What's up guys? I'm Guy David, you can find me... On Twitter and Facebook, at Guy and a Girl Show, next to my lovely co-host.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm Paige Bonanno, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Paige Bonanno. Thanks for joining us tonight.
1: So we are getting closer to the finale. Three episodes left, is that right?
2: Three episodes left after today, yes.
1: And then season two.
2: And then season two, yeah. Season
1: has been renewed. But, um, all right, let's get right into this, and let's start. There's a lot to cover. I'm filled with notes. I've (laughs) got everything. We're good to go here. So let's start at the very beginning, which was a continuation of the way it ended when Sam's drink got spiked with acid.
2: Right. So we just see at the beginning, Sam is just on a complete trip. He's, there's lights everywhere. There's colors. He's roaming around the middle of the street. He's going crazy.
1: Yeah, he, he's tripping, but were you a little disappointed with the end result of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, nothing really happened because the whole reason that he was on drugs was because Charlie spiked his drink. So I was hoping that there would have been some altercation with Charlie, but he ended up getting saved by the cop.
1: Because Charlie had planned this. You know, he was he spiked his drink. He went into a lot of effort. I thought there was going to be some sort of repercussion. He and then was- what
2: happened was, yeah, so he pulls up. So basically, Sam's wandering in the middle of the street. And then he's saying he he knows that he's in danger because um, Charlie and Sadie are calling him. They're like, he, he said, what's What's uh who'd you kill, killer boy? Who'd you kill, killer man? Remember? He was like saying all this weird, creepy stuff. It was creepy. And he was like, Death lives in you and then the girls (laughs) Sadie's rolling her eyes back in her head and she looks like the devil and it was terrifying. And then we basically see Sam says even himself, even on drugs, he's like, I'm in danger. Like you remember he said that he's like, I'm in danger here. And then we see he gets pushed out of the street by Joe, and then Sadie comes with the car, and she was like, Hey, uh, he he walked right in front of me and he was like I saw it miss you're but, fine. Yeah,
1: what well, I didn't get it. this was his chance to kill him or injure him or but something. But he couldn't
2: because Joe saved him. Joe got in the way.
1: But couldn't but couldn't he just they hit him harder with the car because it wasn't their fault. No, 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 and even no. Joe said it wasn't your fault. They wanted to fault. like
2: get him. They were luring him. Oh,
1: they were trying to get him in the
0: car. Yes,
2: they were luring him. But then Joe gets. Gets him out of the way. He pushes him, and then Sadie comes by in the car, and she was like, "Hey, I didn't mean to. You know, he he walked right into me, and he was like, oh, I saw it. It's all good.' So they were trying okay, to lure him okay, over. Okay, yeah,
1: I've got it. Yeah, I just wanted a little more. I I'm think they were going go to bring
2: him back to Manson's house.
1: Yeah, I I wanted them to do that.
2: I know, but I wa- like,
1: I wanted it to get a bit more tense. I was looking forward to. Yeah, it I wanted of the drug there to be trip.
2: something with.
1: But it, it just answer, sort of, it sort of panned out in the end.
2: I know, and it was, like, perfect, and nothing happened to Sam. Because
1: Joe, Joe, who's really Jose, Marant, Jose sa- yeah. saved him.
2: Well, I feel like that kind of, at the beginning, was, like, a foreshadowing, because, like, he saved him, and then Sam saved the Jose later.
1: Yeah, it all worked out. I don't know, I just wanted a bit deeper. I wanted him to get kidnapped. I wanted the I police know. to get involved. I wanted it all to happen, but it just sort of,
2: yeah. you know, you know it what just else sort of was panned weird out. When, when he was tripping so much, like, everything was turning into liquid. Everything. <laughs> he kept saying, it's liquid, it's liquid. And then he went over to Grace's house and he he was playing with the door and he thought it was liquid. Everything was liquid. I wonder if there's...
1: Is that an acid trip? Is that how you trip on acid? I feel Is like one? everybody
2: trips differently. But I wonder what... I wonder if like the liquid symbolizes anything that's going to come.
1: Okay. Then it was all sorted out because Joe called on Shafe, who saved him, mm-hmm. just when he was about to make a fool of himself mm-hmm. at Grace's house.
2: At, Ronald Reagan was there. She yeah. said Governor Reagan's Governor- here. Don't make a fool out of yourself.
1: Yeah, it was a big Don't deal. Don't embarrass me. But again, nothing real. Came out of it. I was a little disappointed. Know, I'm not, I'm Sam not gonna lie. rips
2: off his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was Superman. He's like, stuff. nothing hurts me. It
1: was sort of the Superman rip. I've always wanted yeah, to that do that. We just don't have the body to do. Yeah, it, he was.
2: You know? He uh, David Duchovny did a good job playing playing <laughs> a little uh, tripped out guy.
1: So then we have we have Brian we have Shafe going deep into the underworld this mm-hmm. episode, and you know there's. Guapo's drug trade, Guapo's drug shipment, mm-hmm. um, and we can tell from the start here that Guapo just doesn't trust he him. He doesn't
2: trust him at all, and this is why he's giving him the mission to see if he can trust him. Yeah. And from the whole beginning, you know, he saw the tattoo on his arm, and he was like, oh, did you serve in the military? And he was like, oh, yeah, the 173rd Airborne, and then they had served in different areas of the military, but they had both served, they they knew someone in common, and that kind of, the whole time though, he still didn't trust him.
1: He, he didn't trust him to the very end. But, um, Shafe played it beautifully. But he did something that I thought was a little risky when he, he grabbed Rick, who was a new player in I know. this episode, and said, Look, I'm a cop. This is all stage. And pretended to say, You owe me money for weed. Give me money. But he actually told him, this guy he didn't know. Rick
2: could have totally blown his whole car. I was thinking as I was watching, like, what are you
1: doing? Yeah. You, you don't know this guy. He can just go up and say, he's a hey, cop. Hey, a, he's a, a cop, everybody, he's a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. he just yeah. told me. So I didn't, I, I thought, oh no, this is well- it.
2: It was kind of, we definitely saw that Guapo didn't trust him too when he, because he said he was like, oh, so after he said that he was in the 173rd Airborne, he was like, oh, so you served your country. Now you're serving your city as a cop. Like everything, Brian is so suspicious to me. Like all his, wherever he looks and like everything he does is just suspicious. And,
1: and he's always, it, he's
2: always like antsy. Yeah, He's
1: quiet and sort of antsy and tense. You're right. He and
2: doesn't it, seem like the best undercover cop.
1: <laughs> no, but he's getting away with it. And he, yeah. he got away with it and we'll get into the result later I can't in the that episode. Rick thing though. That, I, I, when I was watching I was like, what are you doing? Yeah,
2: that was weird. You never
1: give away your, you know, your undercover to mm-hmm. anyone. Just, even just say, hey, you owe me money and right. even crack the guy in the face. Right. Just knock him out. Do something. That'll at least prove it. But he didn't, he didn't, he nearly gave it all away. Exactly. I was a bit worried then. I thought the episode again could have gone more, gone into a little that. farther
2: into there. Yeah. But, but then it would have blown everything and it wouldn't have, there wouldn't really be a storyline. <laughs> so yeah. So they kind of had.
1: I just have a problem with just, I don't know. Every episode seems to pan out. Yeah. It just doesn't follow on. It's sort of just... Everything th- sorts itself well, out. Well, that's the
2: thing. It seems like we kind of have like a more... Of, well, more towards the beginning, but like a case of the week type thing. Like we had the guy at uh, Paramount Pictures and then we had the priest that was giving money. You know, it was just kind of like different things were happening and then they always... That's the end of it. Yeah, like I'd, the one with the priest, that happened and then we never heard about it again. Then
1: it ends. i just sort of like... I want to be excited about the next episode. Yeah. And I sort of was a bit more this time because Sam got drugged. Right. So I thought, here we go, you know? Yeah. But just, it just pans out. I don't know. Maybe I'm...
0: But
2: there's maybe... not, like... Think of the end of the episode for this one. There's not really anything... Like, yeah, we see that Sam's dad comes back. But, like, we don't really see anything, like, super exciting that we need... You know? Like, it's not... Yeah. I'm I just... wish that it was just a little bit more...
1: I'm hoping this is all somehow coming together it's for the It's going big to, though. That's the finale, thing. And in the finale... My head's going to be blowing up because we're going to have every which way. Well, to talk we've heard, about it, yeah. You
2: know? Well, we've heard about the finale so far; is going to be crazy. And I mean, I feel like these little things, like all these little details, are going to come together in the in the finale.
1: Uh, I hope so. I'm really mm-hmm. hoping. Or it'll be a bit upsetting for me. I'm not going yeah, to lie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. So now, what's going on? Emma and Charlie are reunited. Right. Well, she, see, she's come back. She's
2: coming with Rick, who's her ex boyfriend.
1: And she's bought Rick because he has money. Because he
2: has money. And it was weird, though, because, okay, Emma comes back, and then we see her taunting Charlie, basically saying, like, Oh, Rick, oh, he was so sweet. He bought me a snack with his credit card. And just basically throwing in the... Oh, wait, maybe she wasn't throwing in his face. She was just trying to show him... Exactly. ...that he has money. Yeah, I was going so to say. Oh, I didn't see, get see, that okay, way. I thought... This whole time, until literally two seconds ago, I thought that she was trying to taunt him, like, Charlie, you have no money, and you don't want... You like you can't take care of me, but he's able to. But she was basically just saying that he has money.
1: He bought Ah. me a snack with his, and then she emphasized the words credit card. And then Charlie's eyes just light up.
2: And and she says she was she she's talking to him later. She's like his dad is loaded from what he's told me. He he's the one of the car guy, the car dealership, big car dealerships. Mondo or something,
1: Beverly Hills, yeah, um, Mondo
2: Motors. So he says he's loaded.
1: Yeah, so this was this planned. Oh, okay, because I was planned. thinking, I'm
2: like, why did Emma come back in the first place then if she's just going to taunt Charlie? But that makes no, sense. No, this
1: is all planned. Brought the the guy that has the credit card. Charlie, what does he do? He gives him, like, three women. Well, it's <laughs>
2: weird, too, though, because then we see, you know, Charlie's talking to him in his creepy way that he always does, saying, like, oh, we're going to change the way the world hears music and, oh, and this and that. And, you know, basically that he wants Rick to have all these girls throw themselves at him. Because he was like, oh, the girls here understand that a grown man can only have one. He needs to have everybody. And Emma wasn't even upset with it, even though it's her ex-boyfriend. No, She, she just wants Charlie at this she, point. She
1: doesn't care. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautifully played by Charlie, though, in some ways. It's a young guy. He's so creepy. And what do you do with a young sort of, you know, horny guy? You right. give him three women to choose to really from. He really freaked
2: out. But <laughs> I don't know. It just... So he slept there that night, and this whole time he could have given away the cover.
1: Yeah, that I didn't get that. It worked out well, but but it, he
2: ha- but okay. So Brian had to do that though in order to get Guapo to trust him in that situation because he's slammed against the wall. Because otherwise they were like, "Oh, so you're a cop now?" He slams him against the wall. He he gets money from him, so it makes it seem more realistic. But like, how is Rick not giving the cover up?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, oh,
2: I, well, I, they do swear him in as a deputy later. Yeah, that's
1: later. That's what. That's what he. Has but to. that
2: was later. That was in the morning. So. So the whole night, he could have done whatever he wanted. He could have he
1: done it. If I was, let's go back, going back to that for a second, if I was Shafe, I would have just gone up and gone, hey, you owe me money, give me my money, and then Rick's going, I don't know what you're talking about, man, I don't know any of have shoulders, hit him. You, you know, you do stuff like that to yeah, keep you covered. because
2: Rick is not someone that comes by the place often, like nobody knows him there. No. He's just like a scared little kid. No,
1: and you never say, man, I'm a cop, give me the money. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah, anyway. he doesn't
2: know who he is. Well, maybe he does know that he was Emma's ex-boyfriend. I don't know. So he probably knows that he's like an okay dude. I
1: don't know. I'm not gonna. And that's why. But honestly, why, though,
2: if I was Rick, like I would probably be a little freaked out, and I'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna keep quiet. You know, like if someone came up to me and did that, I'd yeah. probably be like, all right, we'll we'll see how it plays out.
1: Do you think we're gonna see Rick again?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know the way that things have been going. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, they, they've
2: got to just because they never really stole his money yet.
1: They haven't. Did no, they? No, they did. They got his credit card.
2: Okay, so they, we, didn't, we just didn't see them spend anything on it No, yet, we, saw, but they,
1: we briefly saw Charlie walk in with his credit card okay. and just goes, sort of flashes it around and says, we're going to Beverly Hills or something. I don't
2: know if we're going to see Rick again. And
1: I, know, well, I always think we are going to see these people. Then we don't see them. Right. So then Emma's come back, and Emma wants to hear from Charlie what, what's going on with my father. And I Mm. I thought she was going to say, what's going on with you and my father? Right. But she didn't really say that.
2: So Emma's kind of naive in this sense because she's talking to Charlie saying, what do you know about my dad? What is his secret? And she never, yeah, she never questions the fact that, she never questions the fact of how they even started being, talking or being together in the first place. Like, I'm I'm sure that she knows that he was his lawyer, but who knows because Ken doesn't really tell anybody anything. And it
1: was just, it was another scene, I know I'm harping on to that, where I thought that, a lot more was going to be revealed, but nothing was. I guess we realized Emma's naivety in some ways, because she didn't even say, yeah, how do you know my father? I saw you and my father together. I would be, like, hounding
2: this guy with questions. Like, what did you guys do? How do you know him? What's going on? Why is he coming over here, you know?
1: Same. I was sort of of going, I was watching the TV and going, ask more, ask more. Well, then
2: she was obviously naive because, you know, Charlie says, he was like, what do you think is your dad's secret? Because he's like, you know, Going on with his crazy antics, like the things that he says that are just ridiculous. He's like, there's no past, there's no future, it's only what we feel. You know, what do you think is your dad's secret? And she was like, uh, my dad can't love and he can't be loved. And he, Charlie was like relieved. He was like, okay, and this girl, like, she doesn't even know that he's gay.
1: Yeah, she has no idea, and I think we spoke about that a couple weeks ago, and we're both convinced that she just knew, but...
2: I guess she doesn't. She doesn't seem like she knows that, because she would have said something to him. She
1: doesn't, and Emma's just so easily manipulated.
2: Exactly. Well, that's that's another thing of what Charlie was doing when they were talking, is he was like, you know, well, he says, we can only do what we feel now, and he was like, she says that her dad can't be loved, and he goes, that's what makes us a real family. That's why we're so lucky, is because we can all love each other, and we can all be together. And that really comforts her because she's like okay i do have a family even though my dad w- has basically shoved me away and won't love me yeah she says my dad's never told me that i'm pretty
1: yeah exactly and we see that later on too with sadie when mm-hmm. sadie uses her mum. nuts. sadie is nuts and sadie was nuts and still is nuts she's she's out there somewhere in the world right now right
2: sadie i don't know about sadie
1: who, who, who's Mary. still, Mary's still going. Yeah. What happened to Sadie? I
2: think she's still gone. Her son's gone. I don't know about Sadie. Sadie's,
1: Sadie's, I don't know if
2: that was a, I don't think that was a real name.
1: I thought she was a real character. Maybe I'm Probably,
2: all, she's probably based off someone.
1: I don't know. So let's, now let's go back to Joe Moran,
2: mm-hmm.
1: who was a big, big part of this episode mm-hmm. out of nowhere. To be honest, I didn't even notice him. I double checked well, with was, you he was He was in before, existed.
2: like, because he was a cop, just, he, he's the, uh. He's the de- the deputy. No. He's a detective. Yeah. So basically, he wouldn't have made detective. Uh, we find out, first of all, that he's Cuban and that he's been lying to everybody saying that he's Irish because he has like a name that could be used Irish or Cuban. <laughs> and basically that he's been lying to his wife. His wife thinks his children are Irish. Everyone thinks he's Irish. And he was like, you know, I lied this whole time because no one have, would have taken me seriously if I would have told the truth and I would have not have been detective
1: yeah it's it's again it's sixties bigotry mm-hmm. which is just race which and racism which you know just wouldn't be wouldn't happen these days, mm-hmm. especially he's too scared to tell his wife who's right. been married to for twelve years,
2: well because her dad was a huge racist he, <laughs> he he said that her dad hated um cubans mexicans and and whatnot but her her dad died didn't she or his parents died we know that
1: yeah I but mean, yeah i
2: there's no reason for her to keep for him to keep lying, but I feel like I mean, once you've kept up a lie that long, you can't be like, "Oh, hey, honey, by the way, I'm actually."
1: No, it's the times. It's well, we we find it hard to fathom it in some ways because right. we haven't lived during that era. But I think it's just, you know, the times.
2: That's that, yeah. That's sad. He,
1: he actually could not, and it was the start of the Castro era, and mm-hmm. the-
2: yeah. He he referenced that. He said. You know, none of my people are over here because Castro's making sure that they're not here.
1: And Cold War, Bay of Pigs, mm. all those incidents happened in the 60s. So there was, I mean, of, Cuba was about to nuke America, right. they thought. So I guess there was that ra- ra- that racial tension. Prevalent. Exactly, yeah. But um, what was, so then we had, but Ruben wanted to.
2: Ruben wanted to get the story. Who's
1: right. also Hispanic.
2: Right. Well, he, he wanted to have a positive story of a Latino in the department. Yeah. So he wanted to make sure he's like, this is a great opportunity because, you know, all the Latinos are having these riots right now. And he's like, this is a great story to show because they're having these riots outside of the outside of the police departments and yeah. saying, you know, treat us as equals. We're real people. And basically he wants to show them like, hey, one of you, one of you guys is in the department.
1: Yeah. And he so... So then Moran speaks to Hodiak and says, help me out here. Me and out. Hodiak goes and speaks to Reuben. And Reuben just had no sympathy Mm-mm. at all. Just no sympathy. He, said
2: No.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this story out. This is a good story.
2: He was like, I don't have any time for self-hating Joe Moran and his racist wife. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I don't have time for this. Bam. Because so- he didn't want to help them. Someone that is going to be that self-hating and ashamed of their heritage that they can't even tell their wife and their children, who they really are. Yeah. He was not having that because he's a Latino as well.
1: Yeah, and, he, I mean, he was terrified.
2: And to, then he was saying, he was like, I'm going to tell everybody that Joe is Jose. So, basically, Sam was like, all right, I didn't do a good job. Joe, you got to go talk to him. And Joe just couldn't bring himself to do that.
1: It's just amazing, the, just the racial terms throughout the right. episode. Like, yeah. even when it was announced who he really was. Oh, yeah, And when yeah, he walked exactly. him with the gun, you had Cutler... Just throwing like racial terms oh, yeah. left, right, center, laughing about. Well,
2: it. Joe was even calling himself those names. Yeah, he, so he. I feel like he learned so long to, you know, like hate these people and or act like he did, and he doesn't have any family, so he wants to believe himself that he's Irish. Like he doesn't, he can't take the fact that he's not what he wants to be. Because he knows he's like, I would never be in the position that I'm in right now if you guys had known that I was Latino.
1: No, yeah, he, has, he says he has the perfect life now: great wife, two children who they believe is Irish descent.
2: Yeah, they have red his, hair and blue red, eyes.
1: And his great dream job as a detective. He's like, this is going to ruin everything. Yeah. which it does. But we'll, which it does. We'll get to that. But in I a feel minute.
2: like, I mean, they were all making fun of him and everything, but he ruined it by going crazy and bringing a gun out in the in the police force.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that, like.
2: I don't know. That might
1: end up better for him though, cuz now all the Why? now all the cops know he's suicidal so they can't make fun of him.
2: Yeah, but like they shouldn't have Would they really... Do you think they really would have fired him?
1: No, he wasn't going to get fired. So,
2: what's the big deal? They, they make fun of him. They make fun of him for a little bit. They
1: they couldn't fire him. Could you imagine just announce that exactly. he's attending and he gets fired? Exactly. They can't so, do what that. is his
2: problem? So, he's just embarrassed that everybody knows, not that he's been lying for this
1: one. He was a he, he had a problem with his wife and children, so that was on the back of his mind. Oh and yeah, then,
2: duh! Because his wife kicked him out.
1: They kicked him out, and he was living he was on also Sam's hammered. couch. He was hammered, and he was humiliated, pretty much. I think.
2: So his wife kicked him out.
1: Why, yeah, because Sam said you she can said. Come. Oh,
2: and we found out a little bit more that he used, he had cheated on his wife. Because he was like, oh, I think her name was Molly, his wife.
1: Um, Maggie.
2: Maggie. So he was like, Maggie said that she could forgive my my infidelities and my, he didn't say cheating, but forgive my past actions, basically. Like, hinting that he had cheated. But she can't get over the fact that I've lied to her for 12 years.
1: Yeah, which I don't even think she cared about the lying. It's the fact that he's Cuban. Do you think? Yeah.
2: 100%. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess then.
1: Because she was brought up in a hatred for...
2: Yeah, and her dad was a extreme Hispanics. racist. So racist. now she's
1: realized the last 12 years I've been married to one, and now my children are one too. Yeah, and I've been yeah. brought up hating them. This is a disaster. Get out.
2: And I've been brought up hating them. And now she's... That's I a good point, because this whole time she's been hating them, hating them, and now she found out that her kids are half Cuban. <laughs> and so she's hating her own children. So now she's got to redo her whole train of thought.
1: Yeah, her so whole thinking. It, the, it was a disaster. And it's funny how they just brought all of a sudden this... You know, this cop, we didn't know much. I didn't even notice him in the other yeah. episodes. And then yeah. he became the forefront of this episode. So right. we didn't see Charmaine much, but we did see her briefly, that she's still on the, the Gregory mm-hmm. Mitchell, the Louise Mitchell, and that that's still in the forefront.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which... So they're still after the prostitute and who yeah. murdered the prostitute, mm-hmm. and they're still looking. Yeah, Sam's we didn't get much insight
2: that. on that though. This episode at all.
1: It's it's sometimes that happens. You mm-hmm. know, just they just things, forget about something. things disappear,
2: like Charmaine for like three episodes.
1: And what like where's um, Sam's wife? Grace. Well, we gone. saw Grace. Not Sam's wife. Sam's wife, ex-wife, Opal. Oh, She's Opal. gone. Um,
2: Walt. We haven't seen Walt in a while. Gone. That
1: story's evaporated. I keep thinking. I'm
2: hoping this just. We're definitely coming back to Walt. hundred percent.
1: It's too big a story, not to yeah. Come, we're
2: definitely coming back to not
1: us. come back to him, and we learned a bit at the end when we find out that um, Sam's dad's actually an anti-war sort of Jewish hippie, mm. and he, and that's why Sam sort of rebelled and became sort of a war well, hero, which he did.
2: It's kind of funny though that you know when he was trying to talk Joe out of killing himself, he was like, "My, I, I went through the same thing. You know, my dad killed himself. So whenever I think of." Yeah. I think of killing myself, I think, oh, it's it's easy. Dad did it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but
2: so, do you think that's like... A,
1: it was a complete lie.
2: It was a complete lie, but do you think it was like a, more of a thing like he made up the... Like, because it, it, it's very clear that he doesn't talk to his father very much.
1: No, he doesn't have a relationship. He doesn't have a
2: relationship with him. So maybe he, like, is making this up in his head to make it seem better. Like, you know, my dad died. He He killed himself, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we we'll, can get to that. We'll get to that. But um, basically, he doesn't have a relationship with his father because his father's anti-war, right? And Sam was, and
2: he's a, he's Jewish in
1: World War Two. Yeah, and Sam's. I don't think Sam had a problem with. I don't him think. Being Jewish. Yeah, I
2: don't think Sam had a problem. I with think it was either.
1: more they just had disagreements and beliefs, and yeah. I think Sam rebelled. And then I don't know we'll yeah we'll get that we'll get yeah we'll get into that a bit I guess. So now what else has happened? Let's get back to wait. What
2: about the scene with Sadie?
1: Let's get to the scene with Sadie. The scene with Sadie. They're lying in bed.
2: Exactly. So she comes behind her and she gives her a kiss and she thinks that it's Charlie. And she's like, oh, we're sisters, Emma, we're sisters. And she starts talking to her about her mother. Like, what did you think about all that?
1: I mean, it was just manipulative.
2: Well, basically, yeah, she says that her mother was a drunk and that... When, we get this big background story about, so, so Sadie's mom, we found out it was a drunk and that she's dying. And Sadie joins the church choir to, you know, pray, have them pray for her mom and to hopefully save her mom. And then as her mom's lying on her deathbed, she brings the choir to the hospital to sing to her mom as she's going to the angels. And her mom says, why didn't you just bring a radio?
1: Yeah. So I feel
2: like this is where Sadie gets a lot of her kind of...
1: That rage, that... Yeah, hatred,
2: hatred, and like not evilness, but just
1: she planned that whole speech.
2: Yeah, she. she... Do you think that really happened then with her mom?
1: I didn't even know Sadie existed it because you convinced me against it.
2: No, but in the uh, in the show,
1: on the show, yeah, um, yes, I do. I don't know. But I think I do. it
2: did happen because I feel like that's where Sadie gets her manipulation and her and her craziness from. But because was... she was so torn from that, but then she said she was like, "This whole time, you know, I fe- I found out that I was lying to myself because I wanted my mom to die."
1: it was it was brilliant by her. She woke her up. She knows Emma's naive, young and she knows Emma's parents have money. Right. So she thought I'm going to get Emma to make sure she never goes back to her mum, hates her mum yeah. and then we can prey on her mum, which she did at the end.
2: Well, she says she's like, you know, I'm my mother. I gave birth to me. You know, nobody's mother is important. You have to get to the point where you hate your mom. And you know that she's basically convincing her that her mom is no better than a stranger.
1: Yeah. She yeah, she kept saying that I give birth to me. I give That was birth
2: weird. To I was like, okay. And then
1: we're all one family here. One family. She just, she completely just got grace out of Emma's life. And then they took advantage of her while Emma was there mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. So Sadie's plan worked perfectly. And now you can see the sort of, the petty crime getting into it. They're now stealing. Mm-hmm. Manson mentioned going how it started, to go yeah. to Beverly Hills to steal more. They went to Grace's house to steal more. They're getting mm-hmm. desperate.
2: I can't believe that Emma, like I knew that she was turning a little bit, but I can't believe that she allowed that to happen. And you could see that she was sad when it was happening yeah. over her face and she wasn't leaving right away. And Charlie was like, come on, let's go. But. I can't believe that she actually yeah, I went think through I with think it. it was
1: completely planned too. I think they'd really waited Charlie and Sadie to the right time and thought, all right, I think she's vulnerable now, now's our chance to strike. Right. And you could see Charlie was really buttering her up the whole episode, you know? Yeah. saying making her feel good, we're saying, a family, we're family. Yeah. "We missed you, we missed you." He's like,
2: "Don't ever leave me."
1: And then he got Sadie to do the dirty work and and it worked. Yeah. So, let's go These episodes have, like, four different stories in them at once. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to go through my notes. Well, I was, like, like,
2: when they were going back and forth between when Sam was talking to Joe when he was about to kill himself, I was, like, wanting it to get back to that point because it was such an interesting storyline.
1: Yeah, so, and at the same time, you had Joe with a gun to his head, and Mm -hmm. then it transitioned to Shafe about to do the... um, The drug deal? The drug deal. Let's go. So let's go to let's go to Shafe yeah. and the drug deal in Guapo.
2: So basically, the whole time they could tell that Shafe was nervous. The guy was leaning against the truck, looking at him, and we have the cops where the drug dealers can't see them because they want to bust in on this.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, Shafe made the right call in the end because not, okay. not going through. Let's yeah.
2: So he called the cops there, and he was like, "All right, let's let's do this." You know, or did the guy the guy made Shafe do this? Like, he made the cops come, or did Shafe want them to come in the first place?
1: No, so th- the drug deal was going on, right. the shipment. So Shaf, who's undercover, right. told the police See, officers. I feel like,
2: did he tell the police officers, or did the police officers be like, hey, we're coming to this?
1: Well, the, the, he would have had to tell because the police officers yeah, wouldn't have known. Okay, I suppose,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, be- so he tells them. Why does he tell them in the first place? If he wants to gain their trust. Why is he going to do that on the first drug deal? Because so they made?
1: were going to bust him.
2: I know, but on the first one?
1: Well, that that's what ends up happening. Shafe stops it.
2: But, like, why do you call him then? Like, you should wait a little bit. You can't do it on the first drug bust. So. <laughs> like, I'm an expert in drug busting. I don't know. But- so,
1: it's the same with me. So, Shafe, Shafe found out. He had to tell the detectives everything what's going on. And then they sat down and they're like, all right. It's going on here. This is he had going- to tell him just for his yeah, own yeah, safety no, yeah, too, def- in case
2: oh, he definitely. gets shot
1: or something. He has to have backup around. True, it. true, true. And then, do they
2: tell them every time they have a drug deal? They must.
1: That, that, like in real life, I, I think so. I don't know, but for, that's
2: a good point. They must for
1: their own safety. There has to be people yeah, exactly, around. So exactly. Shave had to tell him, and then they wanted to bust Guapo with the drugs, but
2: but Shave could tell that they were really antsy. The whole the guys that were that he was with, the one guy. He was really antsy about it. Kept looking at him because Brian kept looking everywhere, like all nervous. And then he was the the signal was lighting the cigarette, so he couldn't light the cigarette. And then he was like, "He's aborting. He's aborting the mission." And then he basically was like, "All right, he blew it." He's and the,
1: the cops didn't even want to do like an abort signal at first. Shave had to convince them to do the cigarette thing when uh-huh. they were sitting down. He's like, "We need some sort of abort thing." It just shows how.
2: So was it that if 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 the cigarette was not lighting or if it was?
1: When I light a cigarette, we abort. We abort. And he struggled he to get trying, it to trying, trying. He was trying, trying, trying,
2: and then he like, okay. And
1: the cops, the cops just wanted to do everything to go in there. I mean, they did not want the mission aborted, which just shows the yeah, cops. Yeah, they were not happy. The cops back then just, they're sort of, they're gun happy. They mm-hmm. just want to, they don't think. They just want to get well, in there. We've seen
2: that a lot in, this, and in the show We've already. seen that a
1: lot of it. And Shafe, I mean, I was sitting at the TV, I was thinking, if I'm Guapo, I don't trust him, why don't we just do a fake run? I was I was actually thinking that why don't we do a fake run, what do you which mean? what exactly what Guapo did? There were chess pieces. Uh, uh-huh. There were no drugs.
2: So they wouldn't have gone in trouble. Yeah.
1: So if the cops came, he would have gone. Hmm, I've got chess pieces here. <laughs> yeah. Well, not you can't. Would you can't train, arrest me. So it was a comp- and they would have known Shafe is undercover.
2: Exactly. So the
1: whole thing was a was a was a, a setup.
2: Set up by Guapo and yeah. Yeah, but Shafe, and that, see, thank God that he didn't that so, he did abort the mission because.
1: And Shafe got smart. He responded to it. He didn't have any. He didn't have any pre knowledge that this was a. Yeah, setup. I
2: wonder what made him.
1: He just had a, I think he just had a bad feeling.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: And he, I think, it was just the whole leading up to it that he could feel Guapo didn't trust him. Right. And it only makes sense for him to do like a test run.
2: Exactly. See
1: if when they hand the package over, the cops come everywhere.
2: Exactly. And yeah, that's a good call by Brian. He did the right thing.
1: Yeah, and then... Uh, perfect thing. He was in real trouble. And then in the
2: end, yeah, then Guapo was like... He he pours a chess piece down. He's like, now I know that I can trust you. Yeah,
1: him. and because if the cops came, Guapo would still be on the loose. Oh, and yeah. And Shafe would have had his cover blown. It would have been a complete That would have been disaster. bad, yeah. And the cop wanted to come. He was like... He was going to it He's not lighting it. He's not lighting it. Because Shafe just couldn't get it lit. Yeah. And then the idiot had the cigarette and it wouldn't light because of the wind. And the cops still thought... That that meant the the it's still going right, on. Right, like
2: why would he be doing that? I'm I'm
1: going, man. Can't you tell he's trying to lie to? You? He wants to abort this mission. Exactly. And I'm just well. Good
2: thing he did, yeah. Because now now Guapo trusts him. He's going to be probably like one of his right hand man's now.
1: And it's what I've been saying. everything seems to pan out mm-hmm. in the end in some regards. And same again. But um, now, Shafe's going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Right. He's in with Guapo. Exactly. Guapo, put yeah. The now hand they're out, in. Mm-hmm. Shake my hand. Yeah. I, I trust you. Yeah. So then we go back to the most uh, the most intense scene in the whole right. episode right. where Joe comes in with the gun to his head.
2: And it was kind of funny, though. There was a little bit of humor in there when Sam was like, He had the gun to his head and he was like, hey, you don't want to do it there because, you know, your kids are going to be changing. If you miss, your kids are going to be changing your diaper for the rest of your life. Like, and then he was like, "Okay, I'll do it here. And he's like, yeah, that's a better decision. You know, my dad jumped out of the window and he was alive for two days before he died. Like kind of like lightening the mood a little bit.
1: I was convinced he was going to shoot himself. Because I didn't Lydia? see much more need for him in the coming up episodes. So I thought, yeah. he's going to shoot himself. There's going to be a bit of an inquiry, a bit of the I'm really glad Hispanics him. going nuts. But, but I'm
2: really glad Sam talked him out of it. I was
1: waiting for him. I was waiting for Sam to do all the talking, talking, then just hear bang. And yeah. Sam just sort of sits there looking, going.
2: I wonder oh, I why. Know. Did he just say that his dad killed himself just to make? Yeah, because basically, okay, so the only thing that Joe has to live for, we know, is his wife and his kids. That's it. So in order to get him to not kill himself you know he was like you know um think about your kids because they're gonna every time the going gets cut t- gets tough and it will get tough you know they're gonna think oh dad gave up why shouldn't i
1: this so sam did this brilliantly i mean let's think about the situation he was mm-hmm. in he's got a guy with the trigger pulled on mm-hmm. his face right he has a matter he says one slip up mm-hmm. one thing wrong this guy's done. done so he has to act fast and he nearly blew it when he said My father jumped out a two-story window, and um, Joe goes, That's not true. You talk about your father all the time, Sam. You talk about your father all the time to me. And he's like, No, but it's because I just never tell people this. He he nearly blew it then. Uh But he brought about about his father. He lied, saying his father committed suicide. But he didn't
2: lie about the Jewish part. So basically, Sam is in the same position that uh, Joe's kids are in.
1: Yeah. Because
2: his dad was Jewish and his mom was Irish.
1: And he used himself as an example. He said... I'm a half breed, right? Uh, so I'm not, but I'm a proud American.
2: Yeah, he said, and he was like, "Oh, so you're Jewish?" And he's like, "No, I'm American."
1: Yeah, and you are American, and you too, are American too. And you're going to get up. And I, th- I thought that was the best scene in the whole yeah. movie because it was the most tense. I felt even one time I nearly looked away, right? Because I was like, was "He's so going to kill himself." When
2: at the beginning he was like you know, uh, whatever had happened in Joe's life before. And he he was like, if I would have died that day, I would have been a hero. And my my wife and my kids would have thought of me as a hero forever. And that was, like, really sad. Because yeah. he was, like, he you know, like...
1: And you could really... He just
2: wants his, his family to be proud of him. And he just wants to do the right thing.
1: You could really tell why he's suicidal, too. Because he even said to Cutler, and he said... I loved being American, and I loved being a detective. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, and I loved my wife. I love my, my he life is like, a great, great, a perfect life. And now this has just all ruined it. Mm-hmm. And once again. The I episode, hope
2: his wife lets him come back on the, and, like, come back to the nah, house.
1: No, I think he's done. You think he's done? <laughs> I don't think we'll ever hear that from yeah, again. That makes me sad. But I think she's such a racist, she's Aww. not coming back. She might even disown her kids.
2: No way. <laughs> no. I wish that I hope that he can go back to her, though. Do you get the
1: feeling sometimes in the episode it's just built on Sam saving the day? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean the, the way he deals with Charmaine when he had to shake yeah, him up about Yeah, he does the save thing, the day a lot. The way he deals with this guy. He's mm-hmm. it, great at just sort of in that... It was brilliantly acted again. Yeah. I know I'm a David Duchovny fan. You right. get sick of me here saying No, it, but he but is, yeah. I thought that was another just exemplary yeah. acting because I just it felt real to me so
2: oh that sucks for that guy though for Joe yeah I really he, now he's under four weeks of mandatory observation <laughs> I just hope that he's okay I want his wife and kids to come back to him
1: no he's been sucked up by the era he lives in
2: oh, that makes me sad
1: yeah a disaster he's a good detective yeah and he exactly helps
2: yeah. see he shouldn't have gone all crazy like this he could have kept his job
1: it's, it's so funny it's so interesting watching a show where we now live in a completely different time, and exactly. sometimes we look at it and go, "Can't you see this? Yeah, why isn't this right. happening? Why? Don't, why do you care?"
2: Yeah, we think it'd be so easy, like, "Oh, I would just tell him, tell him, and it would be fine, and my wife wouldn't care." But like, it, it was totally different.
1: Yeah, it's just not like that, and yeah. I just get frustrated looking at the TV. Right. Thing. Yeah. So then that led to um, us meeting. Let's stay on that for a second, Us meeting Sam's dad. Right. Which we we found out a little bit about Sam this episode more when he was tripping out on acid. We mm-hmm. found that we saw his World War Two. He had flashbacks to right. there mm-hmm. when Manson was going, who you killed, and we found mm-hmm. out that. And then so we, we know found that out,
2: he's killed people in the past, and yeah. he kind of has a.
1: We found a out that his dad's alive, but he doesn't have a relationship with him,
2: and he was Jewish, not and something that you know they didn't see as American. Yeah, and Sam is just trying to be an American and.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, Sam is completely the opposite of his dad. Right. His dad's a, a Jewish anti war mm, hippie. Right. Sam's a clean cut serious American World War II, World War II
2: American
1: vet. yeah. veteran. And I think that all brought Sam thinking about his dad again, just what he went through with Joe. Mm-hmm. And he actually got him arrested so he could speak to him.
2: Yeah, I wonder what he's going to say. But what what is, are they going to talk about? Please,
1: can they follow up on that? Because I want to know more. Please, they they have just, to.
2: Well, because it's right? the same thing. They they ended the episode on that just like they ended it on, on Sam tripping out on drugs. And they started the next episode. They have to start the next episode with the dad and Sam.
1: And there's then, no doubt about it. And yeah, because I want to know more. There, I mean, there's all these different things going on with Robbie, his dad, you know, his drinking. Right. Can um, yeah, Sam's
2: getting real hard back in the alcohol.
1: Yeah, and it's I'm noticing why they show him drinking, but they're not showing him doing anything stupid right. while he's drinking. He's yeah. still being pretty normal. You yeah, know? he wouldn't tell he's drinking. But uh, so I'm wondering if this is all going to be mm-hmm. one big. Final ending, which I'm so. If it's not, it's going to be a letdown for right. me this season. I've been waiting for it, and if I don't sit here on episode 13 and go, "Wow, where do I start?" We
2: are, and we'll have Spencer Garrett with us. So, so what then, do you? So, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and then look, the episode just finished with um, Gra- uh, Emma robbing her mom, robbing her mom, and Manson. very
2: obviously upset about it. I can't believe that Grace didn't wake up. Like, if these people, were my, I feel like I'm like very aware when I'm sleeping. Like, I'd be like. You know, like they were all running around, like picking up her jewelry and stuff. They were quiet, but I feel like I would still know that, like Charlie was just sitting there staring at her for a good like
1: minute. There there are people, and I think I'm one of them that wake up on an intuition that something's not right, even if they don't hear anything. That's exactly what I'm saying. Are you one of those people? Yeah,
2: I feel like that's what I'm saying. I'll I'll wake up, like even if I didn't hear them, because they were obviously being quiet.
1: Yeah, but they were still. There was three of them. They were still yeah. talking. I don't know. And
2: Emma was just like I'ma just let him them into the house. Just watched it happen. I I mean, she's being manipulated so much that she's gonna let that happen to her mom.
1: She's compl- her parents. Yeah, this was the episode she got completely brainwashed. Completely, she's done. She ain't coming back. She's gone.
2: <laughs> yeah, she gone.
1: All right, let's get into. So
2: yeah, what do you think is gonna happen next week?
1: Let's get into predictions. Let's
2: get into it. I don't know. You go first i don't know though
1: <laughs> i should actually think of predictions before we go on air i know I okay, exactly
2: i think that i think that emma yeah she's not gonna come back she's gonna be like in this world now completely um grace is gonna wake up all freaked out because her jewelry's gone and i feel like grace is gonna know that it was emma because who else how else would she have gotten in the house I feel like we've got to see something else with Ken next week. He, we obviously know that he had Reagan at his house, so something's going on with his campaign and with Ken. Um, I don't know. What do you think about? Yeah, the I, drug think, no,
1: you, I think you're right. The pattern's been going is there's normally a big player like Ken or something doesn't usually go more than two episodes without being in. So right. he'll be a big part in it next week. So. I mean, I think Grace is going to call on Sam that her jewelry's missing. Could it possibly be Emma? Yeah, now
2: he's going to get Sam back in it because we saw in this episode he was like he said something to Brian. He was like, "I don't even care about this he's anymore." Sort of over it, yeah. And he was like, "You don't care about this anymore." Like this is the reason why I'm going, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But and basically, it, he doesn't he doesn't want to deal with Emma anymore. But now Grace is going to come back.
1: I, th- I think there's only three episodes left. Sam really has to get involved with the whole prostitute thing again, mm-hmm. and Ken and Emma. So something he gonna- has to
2: get back involved with Emma. Because he's not right now.
1: I think next week Charmaine will find him some information out about Gregory Mitchell, the kid of the prostitute, and they'll get Mm. him in. Him is that right? Him, him in. Yeah. And they'll talk to him, and they'll find out about the missing prostitute back in nineteen fifty nine. Sam's gonna go tell Grace. Grace is gonna say my jewelry was robbed.
2: Grace and Sam are gonna get back together or do something together.
1: Yeah, it's 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 gonna it has to go back to Ken How. Our mate, Spencer, um, mm. and the whole thing. Because we know the last episode centered around how and Ken. Right. And Spencer's going to be back joining us for the exactly. last episode, too. So,
2: so I guess that's th- a-
1: Three more episodes. Do you think the people that have watched it, binge watched, just sit watching us thinking
2: they're crazy? <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. Well,
1: you've already watched it. We right. haven't watched it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but we will see next week.
2: Next week? So yeah. Join episode us. 11.
1: Join us again. I am Guy Dave, and you can check me out on Twitter at Girl Show. Tweet me up.
2: All right, and thanks for joining us, you guys. I'm Paige Bonanno, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Paige Bonanno. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network.